What is memoization? In this lesson, you're going to learn this simple and powerful technique and how to implement it. My name is Eric Normand, and I help people thrive with functional programming. So this technique is pretty cool. Uh, it's really important for the fact that it can, it can trade space for time, meaning it uses more memory to save computation time. So sometimes it can turn a slow function into a fast one, sometimes, and we'll talk about when. So what is it? So memoization is basically a cache. Okay, so you can imagine you have this function that when you call it, it does all sorts of work, it takes some time. And if you call it enough with the same arguments, you could say, well, maybe I should start caching my results so I don't have to recompute the same things over and over. Right? I'll, you know, so the first time you have to you have to compute it, it's gonna be kind of slow. But the second time you can look it up in the cache and you don't have to recompute it. So that's all memoization is. It's just an automatic way of doing that. So instead of like using boilerplate of like every time you realize you have a slow function, you write some code at the top to like store the values in a cache or check the cache before you compute it. This is a higher order function memoize is a higher order function that takes your function and can do all that caching stuff for you. So when do you use this? We're going to get into how to implement it in just a second, but it's really important to know when to use it because it can't just magically make everything faster. The main way to tell if you should use memoization is if you're calling the same function many times with the same arguments. Okay, otherwise it's not going to help you. If you're always doing different arguments, caching it is not going to help at all. But if you're using the same arguments over and over, uh, this could really be helpful because the first time you have to calculate it, but then every other time, it's very fast. It's just a lookup. So how does it work? All right. So let's, let's just step through the process of writing our own version of memoize. So you write a function and it has one argument and that argument is another function and it's going to return a new function that is a memoized version of that function. Okay, so this is a higher order function. It takes a function as an argument and it also returns a function as an argument. So inside the function, it's going to create a little cache and that's just a hash map. Okay, it's just a hash map. It can be mutable, probably should be mutable because it's gonna, you're gonna add to the cache. And so whenever that function that is returned is called, you take the arguments 
you look them up. So like the arguments are in an array or a list or something. You look them up in the hash map. If it's empty, if there's nothing there, you're going to have to, you have nothing in the cache for that, for those arguments. If there is something, you just return it. You return the value for that list of arguments. Okay. And so then you've saved the computation. You don't have to do it again. If there's nothing there, then you call the function that you're memoizing that argument. You call it with the arguments. You save the return value to the cache and then you return it. Okay. So then the next time it'll be in the cache and it'll, it'll be uh, faster. So that's it. It's just a very simple function and it's something that you could add manually yourself to the, you know, like the top of every function. You could say, Oh, check the cache. And, uh, if it's, if it's not there, then here's the logic for it. But this is just a way of doing it in a reusable way, right? This is a higher order thinking kind of way. Okay. So let's talk again about why you would do this. It uses memory, right? Now you're starting to store all the argument lists in that hash map. And also the return value could take a lot of memory too. So you have to keep those around. So it's going to take memory as you run this function more and more times with different arguments, you're storing more and more stuff in that hash map. So you have to be mindful that you're not just going to save all this stuff forever. Right? So there's an, a, a pattern of usage of this technique, which is that you can create a locally memoized version of it. Meaning instead of having the global function that you call be memoized globally. So everyone is using the same cache. You might want that. Okay. That, that might be just fine. But this other technique is in a local context. So inside of a scope, you define a new function that is the memoized version of some other function, because you know, locally, you're going to reuse that function a lot with the same arguments, call it many times. But then at the end of the scope, it goes out of scope. The, uh, function is garbage collected. The cache is garbage collected and you, you've freed that space again, right? So you have control over how things are memoized, where things are memoized, the scope of memoization. So I, I think that that's a useful technique to remember that you don't have to just memoize it globally. You can memoize it at any level because you, you, you know, you understand how things are working now that you should only use memoizing on things that will return the same thing every time. Okay. It's a cache and you shouldn't cache things like sending an email, right? Like, Oh, I send an email. It returned true as my, uh, to tell me it worked. Uh, but then if I try to send it again, just uses the cache. No, that, that doesn't make sense, right? It's clear that it doesn't make sense. So a pure function, a calculation 
Yes, definitely memoizable. Some other things that are memoizable are things that are cacheable. So you could say that, well, I'm going to do this get request. And that takes a while, you know, in computation terms. Uh, it has to do a network request, has to download all these bytes. Uh, I, that's kind of expensive in terms of time. So, and I'm going to be doing a get request, right? I don't really want to think about how many times I'm doing it but I only want to do it once just to save time. So you could cache that, right? The, you, you know, you could say, yeah, I'm caching this get request. And that's fine. So you memoize this function that does this get request. Sure, that, that, that makes sense because uh, the get method on HTTP is defined as cacheable, right? They call it item potent. It means it is allowed to be cached. So that's another use, right? Maybe reading something from the hard drive. If you know it's not going to be changing, it's a kind of a slow operation, sure, cache it. Why not? Right? Um, you, you know, one thing you could do is make a local cache for the database. So you do some, some queries of the database and inside of this one request right you make a local memoization every time you do the same the same query you get the same answer right it's it's just an easy way to cache all right so let's uh recap so memoization is a cache of a function's results so same arguments same results so instead of calculating it a second time you could just look it up in the cache um, it's useful mostly when you're going to be calling the same function with the same arguments over and over again. So you pay the cost once, and now it's all coming from the cache. Uh, it's just a higher order function that sometimes looks up stuff in the cache if it's there, and sometimes it calls your function and um, uh, saves the value to the cache before returning it. And you can do it locally, you can do it globally, whatever level of scope you need it to be at. And uh, it, it trades space for time. So be mindful of, of it using a lot of space. So do yourself a favor, try to implement this. Implement some kind of memoization system yourself. Whether you're doing it with a higher order function or maybe you're in an object-oriented language, you could use a class with a method that takes another class and then knows the method to call on it. Cool. Uh, I'd love to hear about your adventures doing that. So if you enjoyed this episode, uh, you can find all the past episodes at lispcast.com slash podcast. There you'll find all the past episodes with audio, video, and text transcripts. Uh, you'll also find links to subscribe and to find me on social media. Um, for longer form discussions, email is probably better, but if you just have a quick question or something, uh, Twitter is just great. So uh, thank you for watching and rock on.